Good Thursday morning to you. It is time for MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. With Java Chapman, I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening. On today's show, we'll speak with Kapaya Lincoln Community College offensive line coach Otis Ridley. His former Mississippi State standout made the transition from Provine High School in Jackson. He was the head coach there of the football team to Colin this season. So we'll check in with him and see how the Wolves of Colin are doing so far. We'll also talk with Jackson State University tennis coach Lois Alexis, who's defending Southwestern Athletic Conference champions, won another tournament just a few weeks ago. And lastly, we'll give you a look at some of the sporting events happening around the state of Mississippi this weekend. Maybe we could dig into some other stuff as well. We'll do that after this timeout for the news from NPR. This is Season Pass on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is MPB's Season Pass on Think Radio with Java Chapman. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. On today's show, we'll speak with Jackson State tennis coach Lois Alexis a little bit later on. The championship tennis team added another major tournament trophy to their case here in the very recent past. The World Series is coming to South Haven, the Dizzy Dean Baseball World Series, for guys six years sorry old. About that. Uh, uh-huh. Sorry about that, Jay. That's, that's a typo. Oh, that's a typo? Oh, that was a copy and paste. I just saw that. Oh, yeah. well. well, never mind. They already played it. And the wrong team won, probably. Well, anyway, uh, hopefully a Mississippi team won it. And if not, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. So, yeah, but we've got uh, lots coming up, including uh, talking about some football, what's coming up, big week in JUCO football also this week. And with that in mind, we'll go to our first guest on the phone with us. We have uh, Otis Ridley, uh, one of the football coaches, part of the staff at Kapaya Lincoln Community College in Wesson. This is his first year at Colan as the offensive line coach coming from Provine High School in Jackson, where he was the head coach for the past three seasons. Uh, good morning and thank you for your time, Otis. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Jay. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell us how things are going uh, this year for Colin. Uh, right now, we sit at two and two. Um, had a couple of disappointing losses the past couple of weeks, and I know you kind of understand the junior college uh, system. You don't have a lot of players at your disposal when the year starts. So if injuries start, you know, coming coming to light, you know, you can suffer some losses that you don't. Think you would take, but uh, I mean, we're, the guys are battling for us, and I think tonight we, we're as healthy as we've been in a while, and so we should put forth a good effort. I hear you. Well, tell me about. I mean, you came from, you played at Mississippi State, uh, you know, which is you know major big time Division One college football. You coached at Provine, the the high school and the college game. The the rosters kind of rotate in four year cycles. In 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 junior college, I mean, you flip the whole team over every other year. That's an that every time I talk to a JUCO coach, I ask them how they handle it, how that affects their recruiting, how it's different from in other places, how it's different in developing players. Uh, you've been there just a short time. How how has that affected how you handle your day to day duties there? 
Well, I tell you what, uh, the biggest thing is how you treat the kids. You know, you, you try to make sure they understand. I only have you for a few months, a couple of years at the most. Yeah. And I want, I want to see you progress in life. And so the biggest thing I've noticed since I've been here, um, guys work extremely hard to get out. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing. I, uh, I mean, these kids, they put forth a lot of effort in the classroom and on the practice field just so they can realize their dreams and maybe participate in a Power Five and not even a Power Five, just another college or four-year university. And so that's been the biggest adjustment. I hadn't had to deal with the, the roster turnover yet, and I know that'll probably drive me crazy being a former <laughs> high school coach. But uh, I know that day is coming. But, you know, hopefully from a recruiting standpoint, we can definitely definitely help the school uh, replenish it. Uh, you coached at Provine before you took the job at Colin. How did you approach the junior colleges? How did you, as a high school coach, look at the the, the junior college system in Mississippi and, and how that could benefit you and your players? Well, uh, my biggest thing, the junior colleges or four-year university, I'm going to respect those coaches uh, as, as constituents of mine at, at all times. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing I, I've always noticed that uh, junior college coaches come in and they have certain needs and wants that they have, and I and I I use them for what they use me for, players. I know they want good players, but guess what? My players need opportunities too. And being from Jackson, being a Jacksonian, I know that we don't get all the opportunities that some of the other cities around us or towns around us would get. So those junior colleges were a very very vital part to getting kids to the second level. So I, I mean I I enjoyed working talking with them and recruiting and now being on the other side of it, you know, not, not in the Jackson area necessarily, but just anywhere I'm sent, I'm, I'm looking forward to helping. Speak with Otis Redley, offensive line coach, Kapai Lincoln Community College. Uh, Wolves are going to be in Decatur, uh, right, playing East Central this week. Is that correct? That's correct. Tonight at 6.30. 6.30 tonight. So what's, the, what's, that, uh, what's that ride like for you guys? How, how is game day set up for uh, you guys? Because that's – there are some beasts of uh, trips that you could take in this league, uh, and that one's not that one's not great, but it's not real bad either. <laughs> hey, this is, hey, look, I, I'm going to be honest. That's a great question, Jay. Nobody told me about the travel <laughs> before I took the job. <laughs> I mean, you talk about the first two weeks. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, we go to Clarksdale in Moorhead, Mississippi, and uh, now the, the, I guess the good side to it, we're on a charter bus. You know, we were taking trips to Starkville and, and Greenville at Provide, and we were on the cheese. So that's, <laughs> that's, been a, that's been a blessing. But, man, you, yeah, you're definitely right, man. Every week is a trip. And, um, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, man. I have enjoyed it. Uh, those KFC boxes after the game have always been fun. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, it's just it's a good bun of time for the kids as well. But, I mean, the, the travel is definitely a beast, man. We're looking forward to the trip tonight, though. One of the things, watching the Last Chance You documentary, one of the things that I always thought was uh, a really difficult dynamic, they never really touched on it in the documentary, but it was coaches trying to emphasize team goals to players that, uh, and, and it may be different from one school to the next depending on you know their ranking and what their record is, but coaches trying to emphasize team goals on guys that are looking out for their uh, independent futures. How difficult right. is that to deal with? Extremely difficult. I mean, extremely difficult. Um, some of these kids that you get in the junior college system, and I and I care for each and every one of them equally, but they do not understand team 
because they come from programs or they come from situations where they were the guy. And so when you get them on a junior college campus and they know they don't have to be there very long, their goals a lot of time override the team goals. But I often tell my office alignment, you would not go anywhere unless the other four guys on the field are producing and grinding just as hard as you. And that is the biggest thing we have to preach to our kids on a daily basis. You will look bad as a player if the other 10 on the field are not handling their business just like you. Right. So regardless of what you got going on, let's make sure you're pulling your teammates with you in a positive way. And so, hey, if we win more games, I guarantee you more coaches are going to show up to recruit you. You win. It's just like high school. You don't win games. Programs are not coming to your door to try to get players. They're looking for winners. And so uh, you keep you keep pressing it on their minds, keep pushing it. They kind of get the idea. And, and, and trust me, through some of these downtimes with these t- two losses we have had, we've had to have that argument and that conversation with our guys. And hopefully tonight we can turn that page and get back on the winning track. That's pretty incredible. And, and that's interesting that that's something you have to, to deal with. Uh, your boss is uh, Glenn Davis. Uh, he's been at Colin for a long time. He's been extremely successful. Um, and, um, I mean, he's, he's put Colin on the national scene. I mean, cracking heads with some, some all time Juco football programs like Gulf Coast and Heinz. And of course there, there are other great programs in the South division, but, um, uh, tell me what it's like working for coach Davis. Uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, coach Davis has uh, taught me a lot. In a short period of time, uh, I didn't come in with a big head. I came in humble, and he's taking me under his wing, and really, he's getting me to that point, you know, where I, I feel very confident in what I do. I'm doing already. But he allows me to grow as a coach. And then the next part to it, he's a blue collar guy that looks for blue collar workers, and we push that on our players. We don't want a lot of prima donnas. We want to work for everything we get. And at the end of the day, if you work for it. We feel like the result, whether win or losing, uh, it'll be in our favor because we worked and we earned everything we got. And so that part of, um, of, of the relationship with Coach Davis has been a blessing for me as well, just understanding the blue-collar mentality that he had, he has. And uh, I kind of I came from a program at Provine with that same type of mentality. And the success of those two programs, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, it speaks for itself over the years because guys don't mind putting in the work to be successful. Now, you just let me right into my next question. I was going to say, back over here at Robinson Road, you've left, you've left uh, Marcella Speaks with this Provine High School Rams football program, uh, uh, long uh, the, the, the prominent JPS uh, football program, and uh, getting back to the throne this year with their win over Callaway. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, tell me about Coach Speaks and uh, and that transfer and and what it was like having to relinquish that job and tell those guys that put in all that time and all that work and buy everything you're saying and then you're like, guys, thank you for your trust and all this work, but you know I've I've got uh, an opportunity I can't pass up here. Yeah, definitely. I, um, well, me and Coach Speaks, we go back years. We played at Provine together. Uh, we we grew up together. I mean, he's a he's a great friend of mine. And I love him to death, and um, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And if I was going to leave that job, uh, I would I would have hoped that it would have been going to a guy like Coach Speaks. With that being said, um, I can't really speak on the players themselves uh, just because of rules, but um, that was one of the hardest conversations uh, I've ever had to have with anybody. Um, 
trust me, it went a dry in the room, and I was probably the first one that was shedding tears. Mm. And anybody that knows me knows that uh, when I was there, I slept pro-vine football, I ate pro-vine football. It was all pro-vine football with me. And so when you have to um, overnight just hang it up and go a different direction, yeah, it's a, it's a culture shock for you, and it's a shock for your family. It's a shock for everybody around you. But those kids have have really worked their butts off to get, like you said, get that crown back. They're growing um, as a team, and they're and, you know they took a loss last week, but those kids are some of the hardest working kids in the city of Jackson and in the state of Mississippi. And they have a great coaching staff. Uh, they still have some other coaches there, like Tommy Kelly and Marcus Rogers, who know the game of football better yeah. just as well as anybody. So they're going to do a great job. But I, um, I'm telling you, Jay, it was the hardest. It was the hardest, um, I guess, coach talk I had, ever had to have with my players, man. Right. It was very hard. That's one of those things where it's like, man, I got to do this. Life life hits you fast sometimes. And, and like I told them, Jay, I, I told them, I said, look, I want you to put yourself in my shoes, and I know that's hard, but one day you're going to have to be a grown man making a decision to take care of your family. Yeah. And when you have to make that decision, I want you to think back to this day. And I want, I want, I want you to look back at when Coach O had to come in here and tell you guys this and realize how hard it is to let somebody like you down. So don't think, you know, my heart isn't it's still with you. And those guys, Lord, man, we are blood, sweat, and tears. That's what it's all about. And they're going to keep pushing forward. And, they and and you know, they still try to call me. I can't answer the phone, but they, they <laughs> love Coach O. <laughs> you know, so, hey, I love them to death too, man. Oh, man, I, that's that's terrible that you can't answer the phone. So let me ask you, ask you one more question about Provine here. The, the Jackson School's – it's interesting. It's an uphill battle uh, because some of the schools are so big in terms of enrollment. So most of them are either five or six A, and they're playing the biggest schools with some of the, uh, the 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 deepest pockets. And that's not a judgment in any kind of way. The deepest pockets and the best facilities and a lot of the Jackson schools. I mean, they they share middle school players. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, there's seven high schools and there's 13 middle schools. And so, whereas you know some schools in the burbs have the same kids with basically the same coach and the same program, the same offense, the same defense, the same terminology, the same plays that they're practicing since sixth grade. So it's like the back of their hand when they step onto a varsity field. You guys, let's say at Provine, you may take five guys from People's Middle School. You may take five guys from Witten. You may take five guys from Hardy. And what were rivals in middle school, now you're having to put them together to make a team. How difficult was that to overcome? Well, I uh... – I'm gonna be honest with you. Coming coming through the system, I came through with Coach Coach Jones as a coach, but also Coach Collins and I, Coach Daryl Jones. That is, he's a um, AD in Hines County now, and Coach Willie Collins. Those two guys showed me how to run a program in Jackson, Mississippi. And the biggest thing that I learned from those two: don't worry about middle schools in Jackson as much. <laughs> You can't worry about middle schools. And I've told every coach in Jackson that would let me talk to them uh, while I was there to help them with their programs, you need to go to those peewee football games. Ah. And you need to develop your relationships at that level. Not recruiting kids, but showing kids that you are genuinely interested in them becoming better football players. Holding clinics with those coaches, holding uh, holding practices with those players, just helping facilitate. I don't care if you're giving water to those guys. Just let them see you at practice sometimes. That's how you build a good high school program in Jackson, Mississippi. You can't do it with the middle schools because, like you said, 
it becomes a ethical issue because you will have to recruit if you deal solely with middle schools because you're splitting so many players. So I think going a little bit farther back and, and going to the peewee programs help you build a high school program in Jackson a lot quicker than dealing with the middle schools. That's very interesting. I wonder if uh, the DeSoto County schools have to deal with that, with their growing district and I wonder if the the schools on the coast, which football-wise really have never recovered since uh, Katrina. I hate to use that right. as an excuse still, but, I mean, they've, they've still struggled even right. even today. But, man, that's a great explanation. And, you know, congratulations on the job, man, and your your attitude is, is awesome, and uh, you're going to keep rising up in this uh, in this business. And uh, I'm glad to see you coaching at Colin and uh, I'm with the Wolves there, and good luck tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon, man. I appreciate it, Jay. Don't let, let this be the last time we talk. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I appreciate it very much. Otis Ridley, yeah. offensive line coach, Kapai Lincoln Community College. The Wolves, again, will be in Decatur tonight to take on East Central, and that's a 6.30 start. And uh, I want to encourage you, a long, long-time friend of the program, um, Mike Frazier, his, uh, his website, Juco Weekly. Dot org. You go there and you can get uh, links to all the streams to watch the games, to listen to the games. You've got stats on there, live scores, uh, news stories about the game, recaps, stats, everything after that, photos as well. Uh, JucoWeekly.org. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to have the head football coach of the third-ranked team in the country in the uh, junior colleges, Jeff Coons from Holmes Community College right there in Goodman, third-best junior college team in the country. At least the polls say so. They may be better than that. We'll talk to him after this timeout. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is MPB's Season Pass on Think Radio with producer Jabba Chapman. I'm Jay White. Coming up a little bit later, Jackson State tennis coach Lois Alexis will be with us live here in studio. Right now, I got on the phone with one of my very favorite people in the world to talk to about football, the head football coach at Holmes Community College, the third-ranked Bulldogs of Goodman, Mississippi, Coach Jeff Coons. Coach, how are you? Uh, doing good, doing good. You know, it's uh, game day, and you know, somebody said, uh, what, what, what's going on today? Said, I hate to wish time away because it's so valuable, but you know, there's a whole lot of uh, things to do right between now and and when Toe meets Leather at 6.30. So we're just kind of sitting here anxious, uh, making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and getting ready for a big night tonight. Well, i got to thank uh, you and Steve Diffie, the Sports Information Director at Holmes. I kind of threw this on you guys at the last second, and you were able to do it, so I appreciate it very much. Um, uh, no problem. Always enjoy talking with you guys. Absolutely. Off to a 4-0 start this season, and the turnaround, it's one of those things, man. It's like it's slow until it happens, and then it's lightning fast, if that makes any kind of sense at all. If you could tell us... How far, if you can, uh, in in a little summary, how far this program has come in just a, a, few, a few short years? Well, uh, you know, you're exactly right. When I when I took the job and and 
you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It, it was the worst program uh, in the Mississippi JUCO at the time uh, prior to uh, myself and the staff coming in here and, and kind of putting our style in. Uh, they had won one game in the two years uh, prior to that. Uh, wish they had come along a little bit faster, but <laughs> hung in there and, and kept building and building, get a solid foundation, and, and now we're reaping the benefits. And the neat thing was kind of the vision that we had um, here five, six years later, it's, it's come to fruition to where, you know, if, if you told anybody six years ago that we'd be one of the top teams in the country, let alone the state, they, they, they'd have laughed at you. So we're very proud of our accomplishments. Uh, credit to these kids that have bought in, uh, these assistant coaches, and, of course, the administration here at Holmes Community College. Now, Coach, you mentioned the system that you guys installed. For folks who don't know, you got a you got a championship pedigree on your staff. Tell us a little bit about that system that you installed and then some of the guys who were in charge of it. Well, we ha- we had we felt like we had to do something different. Uh, my first couple of years, uh, we came in and kind of toyed with the spread spread offense. Actually, had a guy from Oregon, and come to find out, most people in the state run some form of that. So uh, when we had the opportunity to kind of redirect our, our path there, we went with uh, you know, the spread option. Um, which is uh, one of the founding fathers is Tim Stowers. I uh, had the opportunity to bring him on board uh, as our offensive coordinator and has made an immediate impact, uh, number one, because we're doing something different. Uh, it's a totally different style of football. We love to run the ball, as our stats show. But, uh, heck, it's kept us in every game. And, and as the program has grown and we've been able to recruit to the system, it's done exactly that. It's given us a chance. To, to win every game that we've been in since we've installed it. We haven't won them all, but we had a chance, and, and we're not just sitting there getting our eyes beat in, uh, you know, kind of doing the spread thing, and it's kind of an all-or-nothing thing. So uh, <laughs> Tim Stowers was the key, uh, brought on one of his old quarterbacks, Raymond Gross, who was a two-time national champion. Of course, Tim was a four-time national champion at Georgia Southern. Uh, very similar to Georgia Tech, Navy, uh, Army's a little bit. That's a little more of a wishbone pedigree but uh if you were to look at what we do it's more of a georgia tech navy type style and for folks who don't know uh, holmes averages 518 yards per game offensively that's pretty amazing but um 433 yards on the ground which is uh, amazing because folks know what's coming at them and they can't stop it what's so hard about the system to stop well it's all about numbers um you know if you talk to true option folks they, you know, going into the game, all right, coach, what's your game plan today? Well, I, we just got to kind of see what they're going to do. Uh, it's, it's it's really a chess match of, hey, if they do this, then we do that. If they do that, then we do this. And there's only so many things you can do to try to defend somebody. Um, a good example was last year in the bowl game. So they, they put nine in the box and they tried to trap their corners. Uh, at halftime, we were actually down and, Coach Dowers came to me and said, hey, you know, we're going to have to throw the ball. And I said, well, it's a bowl game. Yeah, go go ahead. We <laughs> for about 250 and ended up winning the game 28-21, and uh, the rest was history. But it, it's really you take what they give you. They they can't stop at all. Um, it's just built into the system. It's, it's amazing to watch because if you watch your offensive coordinator, he does not have a script on the sideline. If you watch Paul Johnson in the game with Georgia Tech, He's out there, but he's looking at specific things and techniques. 
how many do they have on this side of the ball? You have the ability to check out of it and put yourself in a good numbers position every time. Now you got to win the, the, the individual battles, obviously. And, and the biggest thing is you got to hold on to the ball, as we found last week. <laughs> uh, we, we turned it over a couple of times and, and actually had a close a closer game than kind of what we had hoped for. But uh, but the kids, you know, they're resilient. They, they hung in there. Uh, they were able to overcome a couple of turnovers. But uh, to answer your question, you know, it's kind of a – you take what they give you, and then you try to exploit that and, until they adjust to it, and then you go on to the next adjustment. So and the big thing is, and you hit the nail on the head, you know, when you're able to run the ball, you can control the clock. Some of these guys, when you get two spread teams out there, good gosh, you're looking at three and a half, almost four hours for the game. <laughs> uh, if you get two running teams, heck, two and a half hours, and you, and you hope the pizza gets there, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, it's coming early that night. Otherwise, you got a bunch of guys laying around after the game waiting for the post-game meal. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, the offense gets a lot of, uh, I guess, the accolades for your team, but this is a defense in a in the league that you mentioned. There's a bunch of very high-powered, very star-studded spread offenses, and you guys are giving up 303 yards a game. That's pretty stingy, only 17 points per game. Uh, tell us a little bit about your defense. I know you, you, you put some guys – at some high levels, Trevor Jung is a guy that a lot of people will know, Mississippi State fans in the SEC, and he's he's a guy that, that came out of homes, and there are plenty, plenty more. Uh, but right. tell us about your defense. Well, and that was part of the overall picture. We, we felt like being so unique on offense, and there's a lot of good running backs in the state of Mississippi, as well as undersized offensive linemen. We've kind of committed uh, with in-state players, on offense, but then on the defensive side, to make the team overall stronger, we put the majority of our out-of-staters. Uh, we've got as good a linebacking crew as as there is in the state, and I feel uh, the country. You know, we've got a linebacker out of Detroit, Michigan, who was the MACJC uh, Player of the Week last year, and Lorenzo McCaskill, and he's only a freshman. Of course, Veda King, I think he's either third or fourth in the country in, in tackles. He's a violent uh, Mike linebacker that really enjoys contact. Um uh, so that was part of the overall plan there. Now, that, that is the biggest negative running what we do in practice. We really, it's very difficult to duplicate good throwing teams. Uh, so as the season has gone on, we've, we've actually improved tremendously uh, playing the pass. And, and that's mainly because, heck, we don't, we don't really have a guy in practice that can just sling it all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we, we do the best we can uh, getting quality reps, but some of these teams are really good. Um, but as the games have gone on, We've adjusted. We've we've changed a couple uh, coverages in there that seems to have worked better. So, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of the success on both sides of the ball. Even though the the offense is it's so unique, it is getting a lot of the attention. But the defense is playing well so far. Now, coach, you guys are off to a four zero start. You're ranked third in the country. You're coming off a bowl win from last season, and then I'm your schedule. The next three weeks, you get Northwest, East Mississippi, and Colin. That's a big old bag of like I don't know most of the last twenty MAC JC state champions. Who wh- what did you do to somebody at the scheduling office to get those three guys in a row on your schedule? Well, I, I don't know. You have to ask Jim Southward that. I, I thought we were good buddies there at one point, but apparently not. Uh, so that is murderer's row. But you know we were in this position last year, and, and that's what we told the team that if you want to set yourself apart from last year's accomplishments. We're going to have to play better in these, these upcoming games. But it's been a work in progress. Uh, the kids aren't scared to go against anybody anymore, uh, whereas that was not true five years ago. 
uh, you go against some of the big boys and you they had this funny look in their eye like I'm not so sure we want to play tonight. But, <laughs> but that look is gone. Um, heck, and they're looking forward to, to these three games because they know if they can play well that, that that will set them apart from the last couple of years at, at Holmes Community College. Yeah, it's, is there a game where the the switch flipped for your guys? I know, I mean, you've been coming along and it's it's slowly progressed, but then last year was a big jump forward. And then, well, I mean, you're up in the top three this year, and it seems like the confidence has grown quickly. Was there a, a, was there a week of preparation or was there a game that you guys hung in and gave somebody a test? Was it, what was the time when the switch turned off for your guys and they knew that they could compete? Well, I think if you go back to last year's East Mississippi game, even though we didn't win it, uh, it was an interesting game. It was punch for punch. They broke serve on a return kickoff. But up to that point, if, if you saw Last Chance U, which I'm not a big fan of, but a lot of people do watch it, um, you, you could tell old buddy was a little concerned uh, <laughs> on the episode with us. And uh, he still owes us for a uh, grease board that he broke at halftime. I, I believe he threw it out the door. Uh, we ha- we have proof of it. It's on, it's on the TV show. So if he denies that he threw my, my grease board out the door, I, I've got national t- TV to prove it. But uh, but we had him frustrated. I think our kids saw that, <laughs> man, he, he, the mighty East Mississippi uh, had him on the ropes. So, uh, you know, I think that was probably the game that said, oh, you know what? We, we can do this against anybody. And then, of course, the big bowl trip against the team that had played for the national championship only a couple of years prior to go up there after a 14-hour bus ride. Uh, and you know, we, were, we were. We were down at halftime. But the kids kept battling, and, and winning that game was huge for the program. And we're probably not ranked third if we didn't go up there and win that bowl game because that got national attention to where, man, Holmes beat Iowa Western. Well, they must have a pretty good program. Of course, we get off to a hot start this year. So, you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, and right now we're playing pretty good football. Oh, we're speaking with Jeff Coons, head football coach at Holmes Community College, third-ranked uh, Bulldogs at home against Northwest uh, Mississippi tonight, 6.30 p.m. kick time on that one. Uh, for more, go to homesathletics.com, H-O-L-M-E-S, athletics.com. Coach, before we let you go, tell folks you know, kind of your background and, 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 and what was the road that you took to get to Goodman, Mississippi? Well, um, I'll try to give you the short version. You know, I grew up in upstate New York, uh, played football up there, uh, come from a football family. A couple of my brothers are coaches. Um, we moved down south uh, when I was about 35 years old. I was the world's oldest GA. I actually worked for Coach Towers at Georgia Southern. He gave me my start. Uh, you know, I had some success as a high school coach. Uh, then had the opportunity to go to one of the top programs and won AA at Georgia Southern. Uh, my first uh, full-time college job was out here at Holmes as a D coordinator. Uh, I had an opportunity to go back to South Carolina at Presbyterian College and then back to Georgia Southern. And about seven years ago, Holmes called back and brought me back as the head coach. Um, you know, and during that time, which you know you and I have talked before, you know, I spent 13 years as a, you know, a, basically a prison guard in a maximum security psychiatric prison, which uh, you and know, we laugh about. Maybe that's what prepared me. Uh, handling these defensive linemen sometimes <laughs> it's uh you know actually the personalities they're they're, they're actually kind of similar at times but uh obviously i'm joking but yeah you know just being a people person and dealing in with a lot of unique uh, personalities has helped me uh you know i've got my master's degree in 
sports management, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's, it's been a great journey. Uh, me and my family haven't been afraid to take chances. My son is a, a college coach. As a matter of fact, uh, they're playing Southern Miss this weekend. Uh, he's a linebacker coach at North Texas. So uh, we'll be traveling down to yeah. watch him for the first time this year. I'm glad it's close. It's only a couple of hours from here, so uh, we'll be traveling down. But, you know, coaching's been in, in my blood throughout my life. Love it. Love helping kids. Uh, help them get to where they really want to be. And that's the unique thing with junior college. You know, the majority of the kids didn't want to go there. They go because they needed to. And, and there's a lot of satisfaction. Not only do we coach them here, but we help them get back on the road and, and try to play at some of the big programs, which we, we've had numerous guys, as all the junior colleges have, uh, getting these guys back on track. So it's a very rewarding profession, I can tell you that, especially when you're top ten in the country. Yeah, yeah absolutely it is. Uh, top three in the country. Uh, it looks like Holmes has really found their man, and you found a great spot in Goodman and uh, doing great work there. Coach, always great to talk to you, and I, I hope we can uh, catch up again soon. Same here. Always look forward to uh, speaking with you. Very knowledgeable, when you do a great job on your on your sports talk show. Uh, I mean, that's uh, check is in the mail. To hit the controversial issues and, <laughs> and kind of tell it like it is sometimes, and I, I I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Checks in the mail, Coach. I absolutely appreciate you coming on today, <laughs> and uh, good luck tonight at home in Goodman against Northwest uh, Community College. Uh, I appreciate Jay. We'll see you. Absolutely. That's Jeff Coons, head football coach at Holmes. They are number three in the country, trying to get back to the bowl scene. And if I tell you, again, these next three weeks for them, it's Northwest East Mississippi, which is number one in the country. Uh, I think Northwest is 20th. And then Colin, uh, and those East Mississippi and Colin games are on the road back to back. I mean, that is, I don't I mean, like if, if I was using a schedule generator to make the schedule, I'd hit refresh if those three games literally I'm I'm not messing with you. This is not a joke. I would hit refresh. That's not supposed to I would to like keep hitting refresh until that didn't happen for any team. Anyway, but uh, man, if they win those three games, you might well turn that weekly top twenty poll off. Because this is gonna be Holmes number one. And then we can worry about the rest later. All right, we're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we've got Jackson State tennis coach Lois Alexis, championship tennis team at Jackson State on and off the court. Speak with her after this. It's MPB Season Pass. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with producer Java Chapman. I am Jay White. Thank you for listening on this Thursday morning. Coming up next at 11, Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Big high school week uh, of football coming up. A lot of big rivalry games, some big collisions, some big clashes between top 10 teams. And then, and I think I may have said this last week and was not correct, but um, in the public school ranks, Basically, everybody will be in region play as of this week. So you get a bunch of really good games. 
some really good clashes. You've got uh, Northwest Rankin, who is number seven, playing at Starkville, who's number five. Starkville has had a stingy defense. Northwest Rankin has had a really good offense. That'll be a great matchup. Uh, maybe the biggest matchup of the week, Jackson Prep at Jackson Academy. That's, those are the, the two kings of the uh, uh, MAIS. It's the Mississippi Association of Independent Schools. They're number one and number two this year. Prep is 6-0. Six and, six and oh, JA is 5-0. and oh. uh, Between those two schools, they've won. I can't remember offhand. I want to say the last 17 MAIS uh, top football state championships. Got Meridian playing Pearl. Pearl 6-0, number two in the state, or number one, depending on what the rankings are. Uh, big 5A South matchup. Laurel is at Brookhaven. Uh, and uh, the, the Golden Tornadoes are three and two. Brookhaven's four and one. A matchup of undefeated teams in the South and four A. Green County is six and zero. Oh, Poplarville is five and zero, oh, and they're popping up on a bunch of a lot of uh, uh, teams' super ten lists, like top ten in the entire state, um, aided by a, an early season victory over Picayune uh, down in South five A. But Poplarville five and zero, oh. uh, and also. Um, Oxford and South Panola play. This is the first matchup of those two teams as Oxford uh, with a, as a, a region game between two teams playing each other in 6A. Uh, Newton is playing Scott Central. They're both undefeated. So uh, a bunch of big games there. Also the third and fourth ranked teams in the MAIS are going after each other. It's uh, Madison Regional Academy and Park Lane. Um, Hattiesburg hosts Stone County as well. Hattiesburg is 5-0. and Stone is 3-1. and and that's a stingy team to put away right there. So that'll be a tough battle for Hattiesburg. Uh, all right. So, all right, let's go. Uh, I was going to say let's go to the phones, not to the phones. I'm going to go to the person sitting to my left right here. we got Coach Alexis from Jackson State, the tennis coach in the studio. Uh, good morning. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Good morning. I am doing fine. I appreciate you coming in. All right. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your journey to becoming the tennis coach at Jackson State. Um, I played tennis for Southern University in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 what? Wait, what? What? I know, I know, I know. So Jackson State hired a Southern <laughs> alum. They did. That don't even make, no, congratulations. It's, on, it's, on never, it's never too late to make the right choice. Never I too know, late. That's a good way to put it. I, I like that. Uh, but uh, cong- congratulations on getting the job. So Thank you. Played at Southern. and I played and, there for three years. Um Played in three NCAA, NCAA championship. Um, then I went to California for two months. Uh, worked with Cliff Drysdale, mm-hmm. tennis hall of famer. Yeah, yeah. And then I got the call from Jackson State, and I came back down um, in September of 2015, and I've been there since. All right. So, um, wh- what were your thoughts when you were deciding whether or not to take the job? You played in the SWAC. Mm-hmm. You were coming back to a SWAC program. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something that you is? It, was that something that was a priority to maybe coach at a SWAC school, a SWAC program, if you had the opportunity to? Um, of course. You know, you you. I know a lot about the conference, and so it was you know a sort of easy, easy transition. I also assisted at Southern for two years. That's where I got my mm-hmm. coaching experience as well. And then it was kind of a no brainer for me. I always wanted to coach in college, so when I left Southern and I went to um, club tennis, and I enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed uh, working for Cliff Drysdale. Um, but my heart was with you know coaching college, so mm-hmm. it was a no brainer for me to come back down and to be in the swag where I'm, where I'm comfortable and you know just to gain that experience and get that knowledge. How does the, the the facility that you have at JSU how does that match up against 
some of the others, some of your conference mates. I know the the, the Peyton facility and, and all of the improvements around that area, and and I know they they're like they've been adding on seemingly forever mm-hmm. uh, to the complex there. Um, Jackson State has a really good um, tennis facility. Yeah. Um, not just in our conference, even out of conference. I mean, we bring in a lot of other schools, out of conference schools and bigger institutions, and they love it. They, yeah. they really, really love our facility. Um, it's 12 courts, so we can actually play both men and women at the same time. Yeah. And I coach both men and women, so normally when I have when I bring schools in, they normally bring both teams. It's uh, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy that way. And um. I mean, really, really nice facilities. We have a big tennis community, a lot of tennis going on in the afternoons and league tennis and all of that. So I think it's really good. Uh, what is the um, what's the culture like in Mississippi in terms of like where you would get players or recruit? Is it something that you can do in Mississippi or do you have to go out of state? Um, it's a very small mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, uh, upcoming juniors. Um, it's very small in terms of, you know, level and you don't find many um, top-level juniors playing here that would want to stay. Yeah, let's put it that way. Um, so a lot of a lot of our recruiting is done outside, outside of Mississippi, sometimes outside of the country, and so um, I mean the hopes is to develop that and to really get younger kids into wanting to play tennis and um, you know give it a chance you know a, yeah. lot of, a lot of a lot of younger kids you know they gravitate towards football and basketball and volleyball just sports that they really know yeah and so um actually when we had a camp this summer we had a lot of kids that had never played tennis before and they played and they were really interested in it so we're hoping to really develop the sport here in mississippi and you know encourage them let them know that there are a lot of scholarship opportunities for um, for them, especially females. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a woman being the coach of the men's team, is that a thing at all? For me, no. Yeah. No, I, I really... Has anybody made a deal about that? I mean... A lot of people talk about it, you yeah. know, but it's not it's not not in a bad way. Um, a lot of people are surprised, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy coaching the men, um, and I, I think they enjoy, you know, me as a coach, and we work well together. You know, it's all about you know what you can produce. It doesn't matter your gender or sure technique yeah. doesn't have a gender. No, yeah, it doesn't. Well, that's cool that mm-hmm. that yeah that that's not a deal at all. It's not the the APR is a big deal and and Java our producer and I were talking about this before the show and we and we looked up and and I know this was an issue at one point mm-hmm. you know maybe ten twelve years ago but uh, the, the women's APR is a thousand right now which yeah. I think is that perfect mm-hmm. is that a perfect score and then nine eighty one for the men. Yeah. Um, how much do you have to work at that? I know it's it's been bad in some other sports, and they've had to really concentrate on bringing it up. But how has that worked for you? Um, generally, my players they do pretty good in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually a lot of them do have classes together, and so they're always in the library study groups, you know, study hall, those that are required to go to study hall. Yeah, and so I mean they spend a lot of time together on and off the court, you know, helping each other. To get the grades. Yeah. And um, especially what we do, I have a team um, a team collaboration with the men and the women. I pair them up and we do different competitions and they get points for, you know, um, for different things that we do, whether it's on the court or off the court. So one of those things is, you know, if you have a certain GPA, you're going to get 10 points or, you know, stuff like that that adds up to the overall um, goal at the mm-hmm. end of the semester. And so that really motivates them to, okay, well, 
come on, we need to get a 4.0 GPA, you know, and that's how I encourage them to, you know, focus on their classwork and go, go to class and um, come in with good grades. Now I see you got this enormous silver ring on your right hand with more rocks than I got IQ and a big blue J in the middle of it. What is that about? What's what's going on there? So in my first uh, year as head coach here, I'm our setting boys, you up to be real humble right here. I by know, the way. Yeah. I know. <laughs> in our first year as he- my first year as head coach here at Jackson State, our boys won the 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 championship. Mm-hmm. Their first time in 18 years. The SWAC championship? Yes. Yeah, conference won, title? Yes. So they won the conference title, and um, they went on to play um, NC, the first round of NCAAs. Mm-hmm. And um, I was super excited for them. You know, they have they had been to the finals several years in a row and just couldn't, couldn't bring it home. So, I mean, for me, I always wanted the, to give them the opportunity that I had as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was the mindset. I kind of put them in and yeah. um, just worked on them, you know, Bonding with the team, it's all about team togetherness and being one family, and that makes a huge difference. You wear this ring around the other coaches? I you flash do. at Coach Brandt and uh, <laughs> Coach Johnson and <laughs> Coach Hughes, some of the other guys? Man. I do. I need a paperweight. Oh, look, I'm going to throw this thing on. Bam. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's extremely nice. We'll have to take a picture of that if you don't mind and put yes. it and with our, uh, our our page on the website, mpbonline.org. Okay, so you – Played at Southern. You're mm-hmm. coaching at Jackson State mm-hmm. in league play. You're going to turn around and play Southern again. <laughs> how is how is that for you? Um, the first year, um, <laughs> it was a little bit difficult because some of the players that were on that current team, I was their assistant coach mm-hmm. and even teammate. Yeah, yes, because I had I, I had only left school two years, right? You know, prior to coming to Jackson State, and so some of those girls were my teammates. So it was kind of difficult. You know, it was no. I mean, no hard feelings or anything like sure. that towards them. I mean, it's just business we're going it's just out there. Business. Oh, yeah, we're going well, out don't there. Don't say that. With <laughs> the way the NCAA is working right now, <laughs> oh, yeah. don't say business about yeah, anything yeah. with these college sports. I know, I know. They're waiting outside already. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I know. I'm looking out behind me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I mean, nothing it, personal. Nothing personal. There we go. There we go. Don't say business. That's, that's the right word. Us all no, in nothing personal. Let the eye be honest. <laughs> right. So tell us a little bit about, uh, and we got a couple minutes left. Uh, tell us about some of the uh, some of the star athletes that you have on the team right now. Um, well, we just played in a tournament in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, the HBCU Nationals, um, two weeks ago, and it was a lot. It was really successful. How big of a deal is that? Because I know the the HBCU National Championship is is and has been for a long time a huge deal in mm-hmm. college football, but it's just a it's like a media poll. Mm-hmm that they take it's kind of a mythical thing there's mm-hmm. no way that you really settle that on the field mm-hmm. outside of now that the the MEAC and the SWAC champs play each other and, and you have a little bit up right there but that's just a couple of the conferences what? having a national championship tournament for all of the HBCUs mm-hmm. to play in how big of a deal is that I mean it's a it's a big deal um, generally they pull a, a good amount of schools yeah. now when we played last um, two weekends ago we had 12 schools represented on the men's side, mm-hmm. 11 schools represented on the women's side. And last year we had 19 schools, but that was the same week that we had the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta had the hurricane uh, two weekends ago. And so, you know, a lot of coaches didn't end up showing up. A lot of schools didn't end up showing up um, to the HBCU Nationals. But it is a pretty big deal. Um, they might have been afraid of Jackson State. <laughs> they might have the been. They might have been. But, you know, what, what, what I wanted to say is that the guys, last year they came in 11th. And this year they won it. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I was really surprised. But they played really, really well. I mean, they stepped um, with the same exact team I had last year, minus one. Yeah. So they really stepped it up a notch um, going into going into the HBCU Nationals this year. And I'm I'm really excited to see what they're going to do in the season. Uh, the women came in second place. They mm-hmm. came in second last year as well. Um, also really good performances on the women's side. We had one girl in the A finals, one girl in the B finals, and then wow. we, t- we took the A the A um, doubles championship on the women's side. Holy cow. Yeah, so we... Dominant. Yeah, they, they did an awesome job. I'm really proud of them. So um, I guess we've got about 45 seconds here. Where, winning the SWAC championship and everything, how does that put you with the national, like the NCAA championships? Does you, do you have do you have the opportunity to compete in that? Yeah, I mean we played we played two years. The guys played two years uh, in a row. That's awesome. And yeah, so they got a chance to compete. Where they ship you out to? We went to TCU both ah. years. Oh, yeah, what the Texas same Christian. place twice yeah, in a row? It was you know that's odd. Kinda, that's <laughs> lacks creativity. <laughs> but it's the NCAA. Yeah, they got the FBI to worry about. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Congratulations on your championship. And thank you. And flaunting that ring around to the other coaches. Especially, you need to show that to Coach Brent. Tell him to trust the process. I will. Put a picture of it and put it on Facebook. I kid. It's jokes. It's all jokes. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to MPB Season Pass. Our producer today was Java Chapman. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear uh, it again or past episodes, you can listen on demand at our website, mpbonline.org forward slash season pass. While you're there, you can subscribe to our podcast and get it delivered to your phone every time we put it in there. And uh, we thank you again so much for listening. I'm Jay White. Coming up next is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart on MPB Think Radio.